From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, Today, we are going to be deep diving into a topic that's at the heart of our students' lives right now, and it's actually at the forefront of Utah right now. Um, Digital footprints, navigating online identity, and the dangers of social media, Um, the... Utah Governor, Governor Cox, he recently came out with an ad campaign trying to help educate students and teachers and parents about the dangers of social media. And as counselors, we have the opportunity to help kids understand um, deeper how digital literacy is going to affect them in the long run. And so today's episode, we're immersing ourselves in the intricate world of digital footprints, those virtual trails that each one of us leaves behind as we navigate the online landscape. And as school counselors, we have a unique opportunity to guide our students in crafting a digital presence that's meaningful, responsible, and aligned with their values. Too many kids get caught up in the scrolling culture, the comparison culture, and social media and online world is not going anywhere. And so we have the opportunity in our college and career readiness planning meetings to have certain segments dedicated towards digital footprints, towards digital literacy, towards digital citizenship. And so we're going to talk about some of those things today. So first, we need to understand digital footprints. Um, Let's unravel the concept of this. Um, Each online action is like a pebble that you drop into a digital pond. And the ripples extend far beyond our immediate view forming an intricate mosaic, so say, that is our digital footprint. Um, I mean, let's talk about the breadth of digital footprints. It covers everything from social media posts, online searches. Um, they keep track of you, the, the searches for your cookies, your websites, your activity that you do online. Um, and our digital presence is far-reaching, and it leaves a lasting impact. It can affect college applications, job opportunities, and personal relationships. Like, I know several people who have not been hired to certain positions because of things that happened, things they posted, um, because of their digital footprint. And you know, you some you don't think about that when you're seven. And something I tell kids, when I was in seventh grade, when I was in eighth grade, when I was in high school, I did a lot of stupid stuff. But I did not record that stupid stuff and put it on the internet for everyone to see. The difference between the rising generation and generations past, they have the internet and they have platforms that encourage them to post their chaotic lives and sometimes their stupid decisions for the internet to see. And as soon as they hit post, that thing is immortal. It is going to live forever. Even if they delete it, someone could have downloaded it themselves and reposted it. You can't get rid of that. It's so hard to wipe it away. So um, we we need to be aware of what we're posting. We need to be aware of what our digital footprint is. Um, and that doesn't mean don't post, right? 
Um, in the era of constant connectivity, responsible posting is a cornerstone of digital citizenship. Counselors play a vital role in empowering students to become thoughtful digital citizens who consider the repercussions of their online actions. You know, um, it brings to, to mind the think before you post principle, right? Um, there's real world scenarios where individuals face challenges due to careless online posting. Um, I talked to you about several teachers who, you know, straight out of college, I know some teachers, you know, they graduate college and their potential employers looked at their profile pictures, their Facebook pictures, their Instagram posts and whatnot. And some of them were like, I don't like some of these, the way this person presents himself. I don't know if they should work at our school, which is super judgmental. I don't agree with it, but that's the world we live in. And so there is repercussions to what you post. And so you can post in a responsible way. It's not saying don't post. It's just saying be careful before you post something that might be inappropriate, that might be controversial in the wrong ways. It's not bad to be controversial. But when you're controversial in the wrong ways, when you're trying to start a fight, when your online activity is just you backfighting with other people, you really need to reconsider what your online activity looks like because that's going to affect your future. And and teaching students that is very important because, you know, there's been several TikTok challenges that have landed kids in jail. There's a TikTok challenge last year where kids would shoot people with Orbi guns um, and then record them to see the reaction. And bystanders would get injured severely, have to have eye surgery, and we had as young as seventh graders picking up felony charges. And so post responsibly, right? Think about how your actions affect other people. Um, there's, oh, it's just digital content. It's just hard to retract. And that's something we need to know. Um, also, it's important that students know how to build a positive online identity. So many of us are involved in this comparison culture, right? We see someone else's post. We think that we are less than. We are sad because they have this cool yacht and we don't have a boat and all sorts of stuff. We compare ourselves all the time. And because we compare ourselves all the time, our kids compare themselves all the time as well. So I know crafting an online identity, it sounds kind of like a daunting task, but it's just about aligning your virtual selves with your authentic values. And as counselors, we guide students to view their online profiles as extensions of their true selves. You don't have to act like someone else online. You can still just be you. And online life doesn't have to consume your world. You don't have to post every single day so that you can have an identity use social media how you want to use it but make sure you're the one using it instead of it using you um you know share your journey share your growth share your experiences creating online you know narratives that reflect their multi-dimensional personalities um, instead of just catering to what they think everyone wants them to be now along with this digital digital citizenship comes bullying, <laughs> cyberbullying. Um, it's digital citizenship's not just a buzzword. It's a crucial aspect of responsible online behavior. Um, cyberbullying is a big deal. Uh, it has various forms, but the devastating impact um, it, it can really have on mental health. 
Um, so let's say that a kid gets cyberbullied. How would you t- how would you advise a kid who's getting bullied online? What advice would you give them? Uh, I'll tell you guys right now. Th- things that I would let them know is first, 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 tell an adult, tell an adult, um, and then move from there. Now, some things to, important to keep in mind, don't immediately delete the things that were said, the comments, whatever it might be. Take a screenshot so that they, you have evidence and proof of what's going on. So that when you tell an adult, you have proof. It's not just, someone's being mean to me. It's actually, um, this individual has been posting derogatory things intended to hurt me online and I don't feel safe. Here is what the comments that are being said. And then action can be taken. There are bullying policies at every single school. And every single one of those policies involves cyberbullying as well. Now, the school has no control what happens outside of their doors. They don't. But because your student is at their school, they have stewardship over that student. Um, And so there are policies in place. So talk to an adult. um, Save your evidence. And then, you know, go from there. Go to the authorities if you need to. Um, and then your administration can guide you. Counselors, your job is not to discipline kids uh, who get in trouble for bullying. A lot of times, we'll, admin will try and suck us into that. It's not our job. So you can stick up for yourself. Um, that's non-counselor activities, and that is inappropriate. Uh, the admin's job is to do the admin, <laughs> to do disciplinary stuff. You're there to help kids. Um Anyway, next, I hate saying this, but we all have an online reputation. The online world offers boundless opportunities, but it also demands vigilance in managing our online reputation. And we can play a pivotal role in guiding students to curate a digital presence that aligns with our goals. I mean, uh, there's just so much here, (laughs) especially on Instagram. It is really easy to just share share things that we think are funny, share things that, oh, that was funny, whatever. And we don't really look into who made the thing that we are sharing right now. And that is what gets kids in trouble. Uh, people can see, oh, I saw he reposted a reel by, oh, what is this? The neo-Nazis? Like, you know what I mean? Um, being careful who you interact with online and who you associate with. So that you are not associated with people who go against things of your values. And we can teach kids that. Um, Also, something that kind of goes along with this is... Sorry, I just scratched my head. My headphones just kind of made a lot of noise there. I apologize. Another thing that goes along with this is um, how it affects them in real life is a big thing for me. You know, how their screens do. I have a lot of kids that come up to me claiming that they have ADHD, that they want out of a certain class or they don't want to be with a certain teacher anymore. And I think it's funny and a little bit ridiculous because I'm like, dude, why why all of a sudden you don't think you can be with this teacher? You All of a sudden you think you have ADHD. And what I started doing, I started asking them, okay, let's look at your screen time on your phone. Every phone has an application called screen time or screen safety or screen health where people, the phone user can go on and look at how much they've been using their phone lately. And without fail, 
every single student that has come up to me um, saying that they have ADHD, wanting out of a class, their phone time, their screen time on social media is astronomical. And so I said, okay, how about for the next week, you just work on spending one hour less on your phone because they're spending multiple hours. And so I said, okay, just spend one hour less on your phone. Just, just one hour less. And without fail, every single time kids come back, whoa, dude, things are so much better. Like we need to help kids understand that there's so much more. Um, like these cell phones are tools and they are to be used as tools instead of letting them use us. I think that is a big issue plaguing our youth right now um, because they are allowing their cell phones to use them. And parents are not helping, unfortunately. Um, uh, Teachers say that cell phones are very distracting in in the classroom, right? And that um, when phones go off and kids are always on their phone, it's super annoying and it's hard and it's like, it's uh, frustrating. But when they look at it, they're like, hey, Bobby, put your phone away. Um, Bobby's like, sorry, my mom's texting me, asking me if I'm going to have lunch at home or if I'm going to be at school. And it's so frustrating for the teachers that we're trying to learn here. We're trying to teach these kids here and we're trying to set good boundaries with technology. And yet mom and dad are the ones texting Billy Bob while we're trying to give a lesson. And so parents, we, you need to do your due diligence as well when it comes to this stuff by not texting your student while they are at school Um, and then supporting the teachers when stuff happens. If your child is on their phone during school and that phone gets taken away, that is something you need to support the teacher in. So when the kid's like, you know, the teacher was so mean, he took my phone away. You can be like, well, it's because there were rules lined out and you didn't follow them. And that's the consequence of that. And there's going to, we're going to have to have a talk about when we get home or whatever, whatever, whatever the teacher asks, but parents, please don't make it harder by you being the ones texting your kids, distracting them while they're trying to learn at school. It makes things incredibly difficult. So anyway, thank you for my little rant there. Um, Next up, there's this thing called digital empathy. Empathy is a cornerstone of positive online interactions. In a world where face-to-face communication is not always possible, digital empathy becomes an essential skill. Um, Digital empathy is significant and it has an impact on building meaningful online connections. Um, And when we're online, which kids will be online, having that digital empathy will, will prevent them from doing things online that they can't take back. It'll prevent them from lashing out at someone else in anger, from making a post that's super derogatory in nature, um, that is, you know, that's putting down other people. If, if, if we teach our kids to lead with empathy instead of anxiety, because let's be honest, the kids' angst and their fear of the unknown and their own insecurities, that is what causes them to make poor digital decisions. And so if we can teach them to lead with empathy and kindness instead of insecurity and fear, it'll, it can prevent a lot of the things that we see. Oftentimes, kids getting involved with pornography or with predators on Snapchat, a lot of that can be avoided. Now, we need to help guide students 
in making good decisions online, digital decision making. Um, and it fosters a lifelong digital responsibility. Navigating digital footprints isn't a one-time lesson. It's a lifelong journey. And as counselors, we have the honor of fostering lifelong responsible digital literacy ship in our students. Um, it's an ongoing conversation about digital citizenship. That's something that I think all of our schools could benefit from is a continued conversation, not just like a one-time class, but I think it could be incorporated into all of our CCRs um, for every grade level, you know. It's an aspect of digital citizenship that we review and review and review. They hear it every single year. It's common practice. Um, and then something that's really important that I feel like students need to know is that they shouldn't be so concerned with accumulating likes and posts and follows, but more so with creating a legacy. What will they be remembered for? What are people going to say about them when they move on? When this life is over, what are people going to say about them? Uh, one of my friend of mine, Nick Sales, he's a, I, I'm a school speaker and he's also a school speaker. He calls it likes versus legacy. Are you just posting stuff so that people just like it and you're just arbitrarily f following the likes? Or are you trying to build a legacy of what people are going to th say and think about you when you're done with this life? What are you building? Whether it's a presence online or in real life, what kind of legacy are you building and are you going to leave behind? Um, our, our digital actions have impact on future opportunities and relationships. And so we can encourage students to envision the kind of digital literacy legacy that we want to leave behind and how their online behaviors today can shape their future narrative, both personally and professionally. And so... As we conclude this exploration, let's just encourage students to reflect on their digital journey, encourage them to evaluate their current digital footprint, and consider how it aligns with their aspirations. Empower students to take proactive steps towards digital legacy that can be they can be proud of, whether it's creating informative content, spreading positivity, or advocating for causes they believe in. They have the power to shape the online world around them through intention and purpose. So... Anyways, thank you guys so much. As we wrap up this episode of um, the Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association, remember that our role as school counselors extends far beyond the boundaries of the physical campus. Um, helping our kids be good digital citizenship, being good online people is also part of the job. And by guiding our students to navigate the intricacies of digital footprints, we empower them to be mindful, responsible, ethical digital citizens. Keep tuning in to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association for more impactful conversations that shape the lives of the students we're committed to serve. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly 
newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at Yuska Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.